Hello, I'm Harry Stakini, and you are listening to the Staff Room Podcast, the show where each week I share anonymous stories from teachers who are overworked, underpaid, and close to a mental breakdown. So think of it as teacher therapy, as they remind us of all the troublemakers, class clowns, and the flat-out criminals we all remember from school. So join me and my guests and hear what your teachers really have to say. episode number two of the staff room podcast how are we doing everyone thank you very much for tuning in for another episode uh, and thank you to everyone that's listened and subscribed to the podcast because the first episode since i've released it i've had some quite nice messages from people saying that they've enjoyed it and uh, they're looking forward to, to more episodes which is good because I've got bucket loads lined up, so it'd be awful if you thought it was shite because then all this work would be in vain. But it's not like that. You're looking forward to it, so we're all good. Um, I think as well, for me, this podcast has been a quite a nice little distraction over the past few months because with the comedy world all pretty much closed, I've not really had a chance to do anything. I've been writing a lot of jokes, but I've not had a chance to to share anything or just be around other comedians in such a long time. So by doing these, I'm actually able to have a chat with a few comedians, have a bit of a laugh and uh, share something with you guys. So I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting the scratch, uh, the itch, sorry, not the scratch. I'm getting the itch that I need scratching um, because, yeah, it's difficult when you're writing jokes and you've got no one to fucking tell them to. Um, I, I should say there's probably going to be naughty language in this episode and I've just dropped the F-bomb before I've even given the disclaimer. So just assume with all episodes, there'll probably be some F-bombs knocked about or just, yeah, language. Sorry, mum, if you're listening, but, you know, that shout-out's more for you than it is for me. <laughs> but, yeah, I've just been missing doing gigs and I, I, I sunk to a new level before Christmas where the school I was at, I uh, ended up slipping about five minutes of material to a dinner lady while she was on a shift. Um, she doesn't know that I do comedy, nor did she know that I was trying material on her, but um, she actually enjoyed it. And like, I wouldn't usually do that. Like, I don't used to think I'm one of them guys that if we ever meet, I'm going to try and slip in jokes. I don't, I don't do that. But um, yeah, I, I, I tried it because I was desperate. And uh, <laughs> even now I'm kind of cringing thinking about it, but she enjoyed it. And I had like this little, this little five second fantasy of going like, what if that was my audience? Like that's the audience that enjoyed my humour was purely dinner ladies. And I thought, imagine filling a theatre of 3000 dinner ladies and just them loving it so much that when, when I finish performing, they all just throw the tab ads on the stage. And you just, instead of shouting encore, it's we want seconds, we want seconds. But that just gives you some indication of where uh, where my mindset's been at for the past um, pandemic. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. That's essentially what I'm saying because um, I feel like the fact people are listening to it and enjoying it, I'm able to alleviate some of that uh, frustration of not being able to tell jokes to anybody, even though I'm sat pretty much in my office recording this on me, Todd. <laughs> but aside from that... Today's episode, I'm joined by Pete Selwood and Jack Carroll, who are two Yorkshiremen, two comedians, and two very funny fellas. I've worked with them both quite a lot on various different comedy nights. The last time we did something together as a three was actually when I supported them on their tour of their show called Impaired, right? Um, where they basically take the mick out of disability. 
um, they themselves are disabled, right? So, you know, they've got grounds to, uh, just so you don't think they're like complete monsters. It's a very, very funny show. Um, we did it in a theatre in Barnsley. I'm pretty pretty certain I've got that right. It was Barnsley or Sheffield. I'm pretty sure it was Barnsley. Um, but yeah, it was it was very funny. The show doesn't pull any punches. So it's one of them where if you are like easily offended, um, I would say the show's probably not for you. But I'm just saying this just so you've got a little bit of context for the stuff we're going to talk about in this episode. Uh, Jack is someone you might even recognise from Britain's Got Talent. He's appeared on Live at the Apollo. He was on Saturday night at the Palladium. Um, not this Saturday when it was on the TV, uh, just to clarify that. Um, he's most recently appeared on QI. So it's great to have Pete and Jack on the show we had loads of fun recording this one um, as we dived into a story about a supply teacher that had clearly bitten off more than they could chew. But we will get into that as the episode gets rolling. I just want to point out, you might hear a little creaking of a chair in the audio of this. And that is, I'm pretty sure, Jack's or Pete's desk chair, right? Because it is not mine. Because when I record, I make sure I'm sat on soft furnishings. But one of them was creaking. Um, you might not be able to hear it, but I'm just giving you a little disclaimer just in case anyone gets in touch like, oh, your audio shit. Um, but now you know. So without further ado, let's get cracking with this week's episode. This is me, Pete Selwood, Jack Carroll, and a supply teacher who is essentially way out of his depth. Enjoy. We're just, we're just talking about uh, the fact that Pete lies and his biographical infidelity. <laughs> <laughs> well, what bio is this, Pete? Uh, it's one that I, I I think I just said I must have sent it off to like Manfords or something like when I first started, <laughs> and I've just used it ever since. And I've just, you know, when people say, "Oh, can you send a bio over?" You're not going to write a new one, are you? Just copy. It. <laughs> so, not going to write a new one, taking into account your long term relationship yeah. <laughs> or your age. I'm Russell Cade in uh, it, mate. <laughs> Is that uh, why you've gone with that hair? Solid hair, that. <laughs> Do you know what, Pete? This is actually the first time I've seen you without uh, a beard. Horrible, isn't it? No, I think you look. I think you look. Um, I, did, I, younger. I didn't. It, it's horrible. He he looked. He looked really horrid when it was first done. In fact, there's an episode of our podcast where he um, there's a big f- uh, fresh faced reveal, and it repulsed. <laughs> it's horrible. It, no, it's not a good look. Jess hates it as well. Why? Why, why did you do it then? I was bored. I just thought like madness. I'm not going. I'm, I'm not going to see anyone. Like let let's just see if it's the right decision to have a beard, and it is. And, right. <laughs> <laughs> at, at what point trimming it down did you think shit? Because I shaved my head once, and uh, immediately as I put it in, I was like, "There's no, there's no going back now." Because I had a square missing at the front. Yeah. Um, but my head's just very flat. But at what point, when you were shaving your beard, did you think, "God, this is not going the this way bit. I want it to"? This bit, because I thought oh, right. you normally this trim is- there, don't you? But like there, you like. Oh, there's not much going on there, is there? And then suddenly you go mustache, and then you're like, "Yeah, it's not." Was there was was there a moment when you looked in the mirror and went, "Ooh, my chin's not as three D as I thought it was." <laughs> yeah. a point- it's a bit more flat yeah. of, of a flat plane. Yeah, yeah. There's the point when you realise <laughs> like she's gonna hit. Yeah. She's really- Even your reflection was saying to you, Pete, what have you done? Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? Things though, you, you then think to yourself, like, let's go full mental and just shave your hair off because you've already fucked it up anyway. <laughs> so you might as well just go for it and just go like, yeah, this is go me now. PlayStation 2 Hitman. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking more I, Britney. I, Britney? Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Britney with glasses. Yeah. 
<laughs> to be fair, I think it suits you, mate. I think it looks you look younger. That's why I was surprised when you said you were 30. You are in the minority. Um, well, um, that's all right. Yeah. You know, that's a modern day 22. I'm 2021. I'm a, I'm a white man. I should be in the minority now, you know? <laughs> um, oh, it's that, it's that kind of podcast, is it? Yeah. Thank God. I've got some views that need airing. Yeah, here we go. Well, I, I was going to say, I like the swastika curtains you got behind you there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. Finally, after a, months of Zoom meetings at my neo Nazi uh, affiliations have finally been found out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Along with the Leeds. Is it a Leeds picture in the background as well? On uh, the right no, there is. It's That's a picture of a programme I did on CBC when I was 11. That's a signed cast photo. Oh, what uh, TV show was that? Uh, Ministry of Curious Stuff with Vic Reeves, like a sketch show with Vic Reeves. But I, I, I thought the first time you sprung onto TV was on uh, Britain's Got Talent. No, no, I'd, I'd done a, one or two things before that. Oh, right, so you but, were yeah. dodging the uh, the predators of the BBC. Wow. Yes, <laughs> well, no, I was, there, I was there as part of a sting operation. Yeah. Got like, you, got you. Um, but I can't believe the fact that I've got swastika curtains and yet Pete with his half a beard looks like the most alt-right of any of the people in this conversation. Yeah, but the fairy lights in the background really soften it. Yeah, yeah they do, they do, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's would... the, ex- the acceptable face of uh, American white nationalism. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Was, That's was... very be kind, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> did, um, what was, uh, did you have a beard at school, Pete? Uh, yeah, like, I couldn't, I couldn't grow a moustache till I was, like, 19, but, like, under there, probably, yeah. Right, okay, so you had, like, the chin strap. And you can't, draw, you can't grow it here, so you just grow it there, and it just goes down, down, down. I was the, I was very much the other way around. I had, like, a moustache that made me look like a female-to-male transgender person, but not, <laughs> but I couldn't do the beard, so I just had a big fucking porno tash. What, like, Poirot? <laughs> what year is this? Is this, yeah. like, year seven? Year seven, or were you... Yeah, yeah so, yeah, so I got the task. But, but I also refused to shave it for ages because I thought that was a kind of, if I shaved it, then I'm kind of accepting the fact that I need to do that on the daily bit. So I just left it to grow like a fucking maniac for months. <laughs> Sorry. Without any beard coming through. I'm, I'm not having any of that. You had a moustache in year seven. I've seen what you yeah. call a beard now at 22. There's not a fucking chance. I had a moustache in year you seven. You don't look very airy, Jack. Well, I am. Do you want me to get? I was about to say, do you I want me to you get were... my legs out then? But I know, I know, um, <laughs> I know. Sel would all moan about that. I, I thought you were going to go further than legs, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I didn't what, think get you were going to say legs either. Get my big hairy cojones out. <laughs> um, let me show you what a knob looks like with a mustache. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, um, no, I'm quite, I'm quite hairy. Uh, I yeah, I can grow a beard. I don't know what the fuck you're on about, Pete. To be honest, I'm quite I'm quite envious of people that can grow beards because in school, I, even like my face layer now is what it was in school. I've got a very hairy chest, but my face layer is awful. Um, but it was just one of them. There was kids in my school that had um, you know beards quite early on, and I was always quite envious. But it just never came through for me. But I've yeah. got a chest like Aladdin's carpet. You know what I mean? It's uh, <laughs> it's very much sit, sit across me, and I will take you to a whole new world. <laughs> A bit like uh, a bit like a Romanian pimp. Yeah, it, it has to be hoovered. It's like you know what I mean. It's shampoo, oh. hoover it. It's a uh, it's it's yeah dense. Um, but um, 
what I, I, I wanted, I've been trying, basically I've been pairing up kind of the stories I've been getting to the guests I've got, right? Because I'm thinking like, you know, there's a bit of insight from everyone here. Perfect. This story that I've got today um, is from a supply teacher. So I don't know if you have any standout memories within your school days of supply teachers um, that spring to mind, anything like that? I do. I've told it on our podcast, but I can tell it here again. Oh, well, um, mate, by all means. Uh, I do feel like I'm recycling a bit, but uh, but that's it's, what it's all about. The modern now. world, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Going on, going on like um, I'm like the Peter K of podcast, just going on. And doing <laughs> um, but Peter K is slightly funnier than me, so that's probably why it works. Um, but yeah, so we had um, we had a supply teacher um, once, and uh, she'd come in a bit late into the geography lesson, and I was like dicking around and that. Um, but I'd I'd come in in my wheelchair and then left my wheelchair at the side of the class. Um, right. So 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 I but I was at the back. So I was at the back of the room, sort of taking the piss and all that. Um, and then she basically made me stand up and went to send me to isolation. And I had to do a long, <laughs> long walk to, my, to get in my wheelchair. And that, you could almost see the kind of moment where it was almost like a video-assisted referee decision where she wanted to turn back on it, but realised <laughs> she couldn't. <laughs> so, so, so then I had to like get in the wheelchair, go to go to ice, and after that, like, or any kind of political capital you had with the class is is gone. Is gone then, yeah, because they could just see that she'd really, you know, she was hurt inside by that, and then and then it was all chaos. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious yeah. did, when you when you were walking out did uh was she, did she say anything at the time was it like uh, no, no, no or was no, it just like you can, but you could tell in the face that like she was going but i really wish i could have that decision back but, <laughs> so was she in the classroom when you arrived because surely if she'd seen the wheelchair she would have been like ah, i probably you know, yeah so because it, it was it was tucked away at the side and i was right. at the, i was right at the back of the room which meant it was a long You'd long think, mate, walk. with a wheelchair, they'd park you at the front. You know what I mean? Not at the back. Yeah. But, well, no, because uh, I, I only really had the wheelchair to get around and then I did a bit more of a kind of... I had a bit more free reign then to just go sit where I wanted because it was mainly out, mainly out of laziness there. Classic example of Jack Carroll laziness there. Disability laziness <laughs> from Jack Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> Pretending he can't walk, he fucking can't. To be yeah, fair, though, I've, I've never... I've, um, I've seen you with your frame, but I didn't know you had a chair at one point. Yeah, I had a, I had a wheelchair at school just because it was effort to get around. Who put who pushed enough. you around? Or did you do it yourself? Te- teaching assistant. <laughs> I'd have hated that. You're such a was it? Well, hang on. What was you? Te- did you have a good like relationship with your teaching assistant? Oh yeah, they're, they're class. Like especially because you can really, and I was talking about this the other day. You can really kind of grind grind them down to talk to you on on an adult to adult basis, even though you kind of. But so so they just ended up taking the piss out of the teachers in the same way as the kids did, to be honest, after a certain amount of time. Like you'd just be you'd be walking with them and like I'd have two you know, two or three people and the teacher assistant and we'd be going, Oh that teacher, right, fucking dickhead and they'd go, Oh yeah, no, you're right about that. And we're going, Are you supposed to be an authority figure? You're not supposed to be agreeing with the kids. There was there's there was a few schools that I worked in where uh like I get you know, I've I've worked as a TA so I've like got fully involved. Uh 
having to do like break duty and stuff like that. Mm. And I've like set up games of tag with the kids and all the rest of it. Um, and there's some days when I'm well up for it and I'll happily get involved. And then there's other days when I'm not up for it, but the kids might be like, sir, do you want to play? And as a, you know, 26 year old man, I have to be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think like probably you do sympathize more with the kids when you're a teaching assistant, because you can see all the errors that the teachers make in the class. In, in uh, the same angle that the kids can. I, yeah, I, I just think the kids see as a different type of... They don't see you necessarily as a figure of authority. I think a TA that is, you know, as a yeah. you know personality of a Gestapo agent um, <laughs> is... is, is, is a bit is more like a, an arm around the... A bit more like a good assistant manager or good cop where you can just do an arm around the shoulder yeah, kind of thing. because m- most teaching assistants tend to be your mum's mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never someone that's... Um... Were, you, were you mates with a lot of the mums at your school? Me? Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, yeah, like I was, I was cheeky at school, but I was never, um, I, no, I knew where the I line mean, was. In your capacity as a teaching assistant, did you make friends with a lot oh, of mothers? Um, <laughs> no, not necessarily. I didn't really have a lot of, a lot of FaceTime with the kids, uh, the, yeah. the kids' mums. Um, yeah. I was... Uh, um, I, I, I put it this way. I was telling someone the other day, I worked in one place where um, I was working in uh, a year, it was like a year six class. Um, mm. And I had um, I had a kid come up to me and say, like, what do you do from a different year group? He was like, why, why are you in the school? What do you do? And, um, you know, it must have been like maybe year three, this kid or whatever. And I just said, oh, oh I have to come in and I have to pick the smelliest kid in the school. And, uh, <laughs> They they looked at me like what and I went I went yeah I said I pick one every week and then we put a picture up in the staff room um they were like really I said yeah I said and I just pointed at a kid playing on his own I went see that lad over there it's him this week <laughs> <laughs> they, they they just looked at me like oh right and I was just like yeah 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 so um if you see me about you know that's what I'm doing um and just 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 because if they you know kids don't necessarily question it at times and it's harmless you know she's gonna go on and be like there's this guy that comes to my school and picks out the smelly kids. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. she'll always remember um but that's but that's that's great about that supply teacher but yeah. this as i say this story i got sent today came in from a supply teacher so um nice. i'll uh i'll get cracking with it right um and as i say feel free to uh stop me at any point if it if it you know if it tickles you um so i like the fact that they've started this with um Hello, the staff room. I'm not a qualified teacher, yet because COVID ran rampant throughout the school system, I was allowed to teach on supply. I didn't have any nerves going into it because I didn't care enough about it. I figured I'd just wing it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what the a maverick. Supply teacher after my own art. So, right he's, so he's gone on yeah. Indeed and there's like stacking shelves in co-op, like working in a call centre. He's gone, supply teaching. I can do that. You just sit there and chat. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That is I'm probably smarter than them. From- that is one step away from I'll probably have a crack at brain surgery. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could do that, definitely. Hey, fake it until you make it. How you know, I'll do got, a, do a tran- transplant with a trowel. How have they got that uh, job? I, 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 they've not said, they've just said, I'm not a qualified teacher yet because COVID. So it's it's COVID's fault, like a lot of things. Uh, the fact it ran rampant throughout the school, school yeah. system, I was allowed to teach on supply. I, li- I just like the fact he said, I didn't have any nerves going into it because I didn't care enough about it. I figured I'd just wing it. How like blase. I didn't have any. I didn't have any nerves going into it because I was absolutely fucking hammered. Yeah. 
Um, but they've said, um, I was working in an, uh, I was working in an inner city all girls school that had changed its name to something posher to bump up the Ofsted. Now I don't think that's how it works. You know what I mean? I don't think you can just change your name and they're like, right, you're now excellent. You've gone from St. Mary's grammar school for girls. Oh yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. I'm not being funny, Harry, but is this, is this the plot to St. Trinian's? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 uh, I was looking at like school names um, just like throughout the country to see which ones like stand out. And there's a place in Cumbria, which is called Cockermouth School. Cockermouth, classic. Can, can, can yeah. you imagine attending that? Um, but yeah, Cockermouth School in Cumbria. He said, um, the lesson I was covering was a year 10 class who were doing PE theory. Right, uh, I'll, I'll stop this here. So we've got this bloke in who's not a teacher into an all girls school. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gone, P.E., I'll fancy a crack at that. <laughs> you said before we came on there, you went, by the way, some of these stories might be a bit more risque than you think. I didn't think it would be. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm writing from Balmoral. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to yeah. be, is this going to, well, I'm wondering at what point the American Beauty style montage comes into this. It's, it yeah, sounds like he's, just he's... A, a, a script for a porn film. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so he says, uh, yeah, the lesson I was covering was a year 10 class who were doing PE theory. For the lesson, they had to write a letter to Boris Johnson about why PE was important for your mental and physical well-being. Now, I know fuck all about PE, and if you saw me, you'd understand. I get out of breath coming down the stairs. So, you know, they've got an athlete leading the class here. Um, I just like the fact that, you know, They've got, I'll wing it, gone into a class that they know nothing about. Um, what, and just... Was it Boris Johnson leading the lesson? <laughs> Imagine, they had to yeah. write a letter to Boris Johnson about PE. And then, but it turns out at the end, they just go up to the front desk and go, there you are, Boris. And it's just, he's just a big fat fucker. Sorry, did you say, you said year 10? Uh, year yeah, 10, year so 10, GCSE yeah. curriculum. Write yeah. a letter to Boris Johnson, say why I like PE. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got a GCSE, yeah. you are a fucking dosser. Well, I'm one of them. I mate, thought you would have. Because to be I, fair, yeah. <laughs> Didn't I did you it. get? A, you got a PE P- GCSE? No, I, ge- I, I genuinely me. year nine. You get to decide, and I went. That's too much of a dos for me. I think I'm right, not because so you... because it's not just good dos. It's going to be full of the biggest dickheads. PE um, GCSE well, is going to you... have the biggest dickheads in it. It just is. It's going to have the bit. Did you? Did you? Did you enjoy PE at school? Yeah, I did yeah. And I'm I'm good at football. You've seen me play football, Harry. I mean, not to bring up. I'm, I'm half mate, decent, yeah. yeah. I yeah, wonder I wondered how long it would take. <laughs> um, to be fair, we were we what organized again. You scored in year nine, Pete. I just want to mention it, get it out of the way. Oh, year nine interform versus JR, Jack Ridgwick yeah. from halfway line. Lovely. It on my right foot. Lovely. My weaker right foot, you wouldn't have known at the time. Just suddenly halfway. Go. Yeah. <laughs> take that off your bingo card, Harry. Uh, to be fair me and Pete play football with a load of other comedians um, this must be in a couple of years ago now yeah. and uh, um, a few people came across and said oh you guys are alright and it was like we weren't alright the standard was just oh it was horrendous shite. it was so it was oh, yeah. so bad like you think some, <laughs> some of them had turned up to do some kind of like uh, networking yeah, and I yeah, turned yeah. up for a game of football <laughs> and I just wasn't happy about that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It, I'm, sh- I'm sure he won't uh, mind, but Evan Demeray um, has to be possibly the worst football player I have ever seen. Um, there was at one point, he was on a team um, 
that we, I think we were winning and Evan was in our team and it was just like, uh, there was no point in them even having Evan. It was just like, we'll keep him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even if you have the extra I mean, man. to let, let listeners into an idea of the standard, I was on the subs bench. So. <laughs> I genuinely think you have more movement than Raul Coley. <laughs> I genuinely Raul, mean that. I'll, and I'll say that, I'll I'm, say that I'm, to his face. I'm probably <laughs> able to read the game better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I actually know a bit about how to read a football match. I think at one point That's Evan nice. said they scored, and he went, "How many points is that?" And he wasn't yeah, being ironic; yeah, was... he genuinely meant, "How many points is that?" Like it's one. It's a very simple system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have loved you to have gone full Roy Keane on him and just fucking gone Snapped mental him. at him. I think I'd driven quite a distance as well, so I was quite annoyed about it. <laughs> Because like people yeah. like, like people like there for a networking situation, so they'd be like, like they'd be marking you, but then also going, so how'd you get that gig at the Frog and Bucket? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to score goals, mate, not get middles. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, right, hang on. Where, where was I? Sorry, with this? back right, to the so porn, we said, porn Saint Trinian. Yeah, uh, the teacher who, can't, <laughs> who, who couldn't give a shit. Um, he said. Um, yeah, so sorry, I come out, I get out of breath coming down the stairs. The lesson was a nightmare. None of them could give a shit who I was. They all took the piss and sat on their phones. One of them had written, Boris is a cock in their book. I wasn't asked about it. I just sat at the front playing Among Us under the desk. I <laughs> <laughs> was this person ended up in a class? He said, um, there was a girl at the back, uh, there was a girl at the back of the class who was very smiley, putting her hand up to ask a question, but she never actually had her hand out of her sleeve. She was just waving both her sleeves in the air like a lunatic, like one of them wacky waving inflatable tube guys. I've got a theory so where I this said, is going. <laughs> so I said, um, if, <laughs> I said, if you're going to put your hand up to ask a question, do it properly. She said, uh, she never, she just looked at me like I was a dickhead and carried on waving her sleeves in the air and yelled, but sir, I can't. I felt like she was taking the piss as everyone in the class started laughing their heads off. I obviously thought they were laughing because she was being a dick. So I reiterated what I'd said earlier. If you're going to put your hand up to ask a question, do it properly. But sir, I can't. The rest of the class were laughing like hyenas at this point. So I went, if you can't, show me why then. She pulled up both her sleeves to reveal two fucking stumps. <laughs> And then he said, my face went bright red. Everyone in the class started laughing, including this knobhead of a girl. She fucking knew what she was doing and I wanted to tell her to fuck off. But I couldn't. So I I went with, don't you dare tell the teachers about this. (laughs) Lovely. I mean, mean, she's not not doing a PGCSE in order to become a goalkeeper, is she? uh, The bit, the bit that I like is the fact that she knows full well what she's doing, and it's like she's seen this person come in and just thought, you know, I, 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 I want to know how many times she's done that before. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, that's a good way to get easy street cred as well. Just fucking really set up a supply teacher. Yeah, and just watch them fall. But yeah. and um, I imagine with the, that... I imagine they've walked in and probably thought, oh, I'm going to get away with this, but kids know. The minute a supply teacher walks in, you know whether this is going to be an absolute piss-take-easy ride or are we going to actually do some work here? And this yeah. person sounds like someone yeah. who's walked in and immediately said, do what the fuck you want, basically. I don't know what they've done, yeah, but well, they've done something where the, the, te- the kids go, yeah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> well, they don't seem like a figure of authority. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, uh, um, 
but yeah, that, uh, that's how they that's how they finished it. There was no. Um, I think that lo- must be even tougher during COVID times, though, to stamp your authority down because it's such a weird time. Anyway, the kids probably think we're not even going to end up doing these GCSEs, so why not just have a fucking dos? How's she writing this letter? Um, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but the, the what the, did he not spot the, the pen was... in the mouth like against the desk? <laughs> Um, I just think something like that, though. If like, what would you do if you were that teacher in that situation? Because I, I think there's you, you're in a difficult situation because you've got to like save face. You can't, you know. I like the fact he's written. I wanted to tell her to fuck off, but I couldn't <laughs> because obviously he knows exactly what she's doing. But if you're in that situation in front of a class, you've just you just got to be like, ah, sorry about that, you know. I think, for want of a better phrase, you've just got to hold your hands up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and say, <laughs> and say. Fair play, you got me there. Let's all have a laugh about it and then move on with your life. Yeah, try and laugh if about you try it. And like, and yeah, gain their you've trust. Got to get them on, become you've got to get them on side. But I think I think that's probably, um, again, not wanting to generalise because I'm sure there's a lot of teachers listening, that's probably a social skill that, in general, a lot of teachers maybe don't have. What, that do. ability to be able to just like laugh at themselves? Yeah, especially in that role because it's a bit like professional wrestling, you know. The Undertaker's got to be the fucking Undertaker all the time. You can't just go, ah, ha, ha, occasionally. So, you know, you've kind of got to commit, <laughs> commit to the role of being a teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think, like, it's a, you caught, you caught in a difficult situation there and maybe, you know, they, so much of, of controlling classes yeah. about not showing weakness. Do you know really yeah. what would really help in that situation if that teacher had any kind of training whatsoever? Yeah, that's yeah. Really true. Yeah, yeah. Over that. yeah. Like at some point. Maybe if your dad's training, if someone was getting on and answering lots of questions, you wouldn't say, take your hands out of your sleeves. Yeah. That's yeah. a brash move yeah. as well to walk in and go like, right, if I don't know what I'm doing, I don't walk in and then try and stamp my authority into something. Yeah. I'll just go, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'll just ease my way in. I wouldn't go to someone who's flapping about a bit. Like, what the fuck are you doing to get? If they're doing a good job, why find something to pick them up on? Yeah. Well, yeah but I, 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 I don't think it's a case the kid was doing wrong. The kid had their hand up to ask a question and that's why yeah. he's being like, what's going on here? But when the thing is, obviously I know what the story is because, yeah, they've been fucking sent to me. Um, but the first time I read it, I was hoping, I was like, please make this go exactly where I want it to go. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it did not disappoint because like, if I was in that class and that was my mate, you know what I mean? You've got to imagine how devastatingly funny that would be because that can't be the first time. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's 10, 10 out of 10 for the kid on that one for me. The kids, 10 I remember, out of 10. Yeah, I was going to say, to sort of go, things going where you want to go. I remember I was once in school and I laughed so much that I fell off my chair. I laughed so much at a teacher that I fell off my chair. What happened? Um, so, you know where a teacher gets really kind of angry to the point where they're going to burst? Yeah. You know, where they get really, really, really irate with a class, right? And and the more angry she got, the funnier I found it. Yeah, and classic. then started to cry laughing. And she was going, <laughs> I don't think it's very funny, and all this, and going, why don't you stop laughing? And, and, and she kept doing this. You know when someone's really angry and they look up to the ceiling? <laughs> they can't like, make <laughs> eye contact, they're so fucking angry. <laughs> and then that just made me laugh even more. And the fact that she was telling me to stop laughing made me laugh so much that I fell off my chair. <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you the reason, though, she was kicking off? 
No, I think he was the rest of the class, but I just... Whenever anyone completely loses the marbles, I find it hilarious. Because especially, usually, like, people are so good in that situation... The teachers have to be so good at keeping a lid on it mm. where they don't go yeah. fucking mental at a class and call them all idiots and stuff like that. But the fact that, like, the fact that she completely had a public freak out in front of a room full of people made me laugh so much that I fell over. <laughs> I've I, I got to think, though, like, um, you, what you don't want as a teacher, and I've seen this happen just from, like, being in schools, is you don't want to get into an argument with a kid where... Uh, <laughs> It becomes petty, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Like because you got to realise it's a kid at the end of the day, yeah. and like you know, they, they you, you, you know, as a teacher, you should know better in a sense. But at the same time, if you say black and they're pissed off, they'll just say white, you know, and it would just yeah. go back and forth, back and forth. Like um, I was, I was bollocking a lad once who, as I was doing it, just kept going, "Are you finished? Are you finished? Are you finished? Are you finished?" And then like, <laughs> I finished everything I was saying, and then just went. And now I'm finished. <laughs> he, he looked nice. at me as if to be like, oh, you fucking bastard. Yeah, um, you don't want to get involved in a one-on-one scenario. No, God, no. Um, but uh, who would you who would you uh, give on that? Would you give the student or the teacher? Who would, who would you go on what side? Oh, it's the, the students. The students won, definitely. It's been absolutely like, murked. I mean, the teacher's like, because of a lack of training, has, has done terribly in that situation. And... And well, I think I think I know the guy. The guy's written into your show, so I probably shouldn't be slagging him off. But going, you know, uh, nitpicking with someone who's actually answering questions and engaging in your lesson probably wasn't the smartest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It's like so starting an argument with, a... with your best player. Yeah, like, yeah. Things aren't going right, <laughs> so I'm just gonna have a go at I don't know Zidane because things yeah. aren't going right for me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Me, me going messy, like going up to Messi and going, you didn't clean your football boots after training. Yeah. What the fuck? You know, he, did, he scored six goals at the weekend. You know, pick your battles. Yeah, yeah, but you want to be the true professional, don't you? Yeah. Um, see, I, yeah, I chose the kid on that just for the fact yeah, that he's got good sense of humor. Well, he's literally not professional because it's not his profession because he's not been trained. And I know, the thing is, though, I, we, I, we keep, and, and people might say it's sexist because we keep... Um, we keep assuming that this person is a man and we keep using he and stuff like that. But I'm guaranteeing right now, this is a bloke. Yeah. Because no um, woman well, has gone in with this kind of arrogance. Well, <laughs> you, well, and gone, yeah, I can do actually. that. Absolutely, yeah. no worries. Turn up without any kind of training whatsoever. Have you, and I'm going to have a go. Have you guys had... Sorry. I've, no, have you guys had any teaching experience or coaching experience, anything with kids? My, my, um, I, sorry, go on, Jack. Yeah, so I, I've done... I've My... my um, my my auntie and uncle are, are both both had teachers, but I I've gone in and done a couple of like workshops. We did one, didn't we, Pete? Where we went and did a bit of a workshoppy type thing. Yeah, um, well, I've done there, a couple of that. Let's face it. Right. No, and and that's the problem is kind of trying to. I think the problem with that is, and maybe it's a thing you get in bad gigs sometimes as well. Once one tactic fails, you immediately go to a different tactic to try and get them on side. And yeah. then before you know it, you're scrabbling, scrabbling yeah. around. Well, yeah, and it's, as you say, like pick your battles, but there's other times where you just think, this is 45 minutes to an hour. We just have to get through. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but well, my, my mum and dad were teachers. So it's like the worst thing I had for sub teachers was the fact that like I went to the same school as mum and dad taught at. Ooh. So whenever, I, whenever a teacher wasn't there, I'd spend five minutes going like, it best not fucking be them. 
<laughs> like every other kid is like pissing themselves going no it's a great laugh and I'm sat there going like it best fucking not be like, <laughs> I did it twice and it was just my dad I my dad was alright my dad was like the kind of you know because when you're subbing and you've got to remember teachers are human beings as well they don't want to fucking yeah. be there it's their time off so my mm. dad's furious and just turned my dad just turned up sat down and said read these books here's the stuff and just sat down and I think he did a Rubik's Cube just like um, sat on the got, <laughs> so your your dad was sobbing at the school that you went to, so that, like you had a teacher. No, he was he was a te- he was a teacher at the school. Oh, so if right. we ever had a sub teacher, it was it was always a chance that it was going to be another teacher. Yeah. So it was a chance it was, was going to be mum or dad. My mum would come in and be like, my mum would make fun of it, and my mum would lean into it, and I'd hate it. my dad would like go the complete opposite way and just ignore me completely whereas my mum would lean into it and start having a bit of a laugh with everyone and getting everyone else on board that that is so great that she's used you to get everyone else on side that is so oh yeah it was an easy way like she they suddenly really liked her and like they do my mum was generally good at that and she'd use me it was irritating what what, 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 what do you mean usually she'd be like oh this is me by Pete you know someone had mentioned it and and she'd be like and she I don't know she'd say she'd say something she'd just like, walk like, in and be like I hope you know, he I hope, I hope he behaves better than he does at home <laughs> and then they'd all laugh <laughs> and, then, and then like you know that year eight and then everyone's like everyone's giddy in the class because like that's your mum yeah. like they're looking at you going that's your mum yeah. that is and I'm like yeah, yeah I know I see her yeah, yeah. quite a lot but the fact the fact she had no qualms about using you to get the rest of the the yeah. psychology of the rest of the class on side is just fucking brilliant yeah. Um, I, I remember once we once had this supply teacher who it was for a science lesson and he sent so many people to isolation that the little cabal of senior management people, the heads and deputy heads, had to come down and take him to one side and say, <laughs> you can't send anymore. <laughs> like, he lost control of the lesson. But he was sending, he was isolating people for like the most minor infractions and stuff so they have to just come down and come down and basically take him to one side and have a quiet word and go um you can't do that for that it's too small a, it's yeah. too small an offense and and the place is full that's just something you can't <laughs> deal with that like situation I, I never got like like my dad never gave detention right but generally never. no but because it's his time too why would he stay behind on his lunch hour right for 10, 15 minutes when it's his lunch hour. It's stupid. Yeah, that's it makes no sense. He'd do like the after school ones because you don't have to turn up. Someone else would turn up. But why would you why would you ever do that? Because you've got to remember, like, they are people too. And most of them can't yeah. be asked. They just want to mm. get in, do it, and go home. Yeah, that's exactly it. I just think, you know, um, you, you want a teacher that's, as you say, human. That's the thing. Is that yeah. I think sometimes kids definitely forget that. Um one time. I had a lad who was, who was kicking off at me and um, was like screaming and shouting and all sorts. And I said to him, um, <laughs> bearing in mind, like we were in a school at the time, I said, everything you're saying to me right now, I said, um, do you think if we were out on the street, I'd be talking to you as I am now? And he was like, no. And I said, because I want to say all them things to you. I really do. I was like, but <laughs> I'm keeping a lid on it, right? Because I'm a grown up. <laughs> I was like, so if I can do it, you can do it. And then I realised, I was like, I'm talking through my teeth here. Yeah. I, need to, I, need to, I need to take it down a notch. So, I need to back down. So I just blew a raspberry and yeah. told him to piss off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not coming to my party. Did you ever, you know, <laughs> have you ever had to do like parents' evenings? 
and like uh, no, no, not. I've had I've had like meetings with parents about behaviour and stuff like that. I was going to say because like um, you're quite a young and quite a, you know you've got quite an attractive voice and you're reasonably good looking. Have you ever had a situation where you know a kid's <laughs> mum fancies you? Um, no, 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 no. Never, it's never a. Uh, um, that, that's next made. week's uh, reader's wife story that he's going <laughs> to yeah. read. Yeah. If, if something does happen, though, I'll put it on the Patreon page. That's my plan. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, so I remember like a, what, oh, a, a video clip. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I remember like at ours, like at parents' evening, there was like one teacher who had the biggest queue you'll ever see. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fucking art. Like, how many parents for that asked about art? But let's think, every single mum was waiting to see Mr. Doom. He was like Mr. Mr. Doan. He was in his forties, and he's like, like Mr. Dong, Mr. Doan. Well, and you, you just Ooh. Uh, you look back now and think he must have been a good-looking fella, and he was a bit arty yeah. as well, so he was a bit bohemian. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, just, <laughs> I've just got the image of all the teachers at the desk for parents' evening, and him with his big long line and a stick of incense on his desk. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> 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 he's wearing sandals, obviously. Yeah, yeah. The desk, yeah, as he's. As he's just hovering his hand over the kid's head, going, "Really good year, good energy." Yeah. 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 How, how are they? How are they doing? Well, how how do you even quantify success within art? Yeah. How, yeah. how, how are they doing? Forget about them. How are yeah. you? Doing? <laughs> um, fellas, you I've, I've just about seen it. He looks like Anthony Head. If you know who Anthony Head is from, like, <laughs> oh, from Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah Blue. that kind of vibe. Yeah. Basically, Ooh, right. okay, yeah. 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 Um, is he the Prime Minister from Little Britain? Prime Minister from Little Britain, he's in Buffy. He's basically <laughs> yeah. sexy older man. That's yeah. what um, was, yeah. Lovely. Right. I want to say thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Um, this has been great fun. Cheers for having us on, no, no worries. worries. Um, is there anywhere you want to plug, any socials, anything like that? Because I can add them in as well, but if you if you want to mention anything. Myself, Pete, and uh, another comic called Chris Copstick do a podcast called the Impaired uh, Hyphen A Comedy Disability Podcast, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and all the others. Uh, and in that, we just give a disabled perspective on various topics, don't we, Pete? Yeah, but it's not like inspir- It's not like inspiration porn. It's not. No, it's, not. it's, it's, it's like it's, actual it's... conversation. You know. I, yeah. th- I think you get a sense of what it is from hopefully us having this chat today. It's a bit like that, uh, but instead of instead of us making uh, Harry feel uncomfortable, we make Chris feel uncomfortable. Instead. Yeah, and and uh, a lady from Harrogate apparently. Yes, um, no, we just I've... made her angry, not uncomfortable. Oh, oh right, okay, which is even better. At least <laughs> she felt something, you know. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I say I've seen the live show of it and it's great. So, um, yeah, Cheers. do check out the podcast um, yeah. and I will have a listen. But thank you very much for coming on the show, boys. I much appreciate it. Cheers. No, no worries. worries. Um- thank you very much for the teacher that sent that one in. I mean, that was superb. My favourite so far. I know I've only done two episodes, but that was my favourite. Uh, it just had everything. I mean, I don't know how you got into a school with no qualifications. That's impressive. The fact on top of that, you just had this, do you know what? I'm going to wing it. I don't give a shit about it attitude. But to then be confronted by a girl who clearly has a very good sense of humour, because I can't imagine like you're the only teacher she's ever done that to, but just fantastic. I mean, there's part of me, I, I wish I was there to have seen it, you know, because I felt like if you'd actually told her to fuck off, I feel like you would have almost won the class back around and they would have been like, yeah, do you know what? Sarah's seen through your little trick there. But yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, Thank you very much for Jack and Pete for coming on the show. 
had loads of fun with them. We had loads of fun recording it. If you want to hear more from them fellas, uh, check out their podcast, Impaired, right? You can find that on Twitter, at Impaired Comedy. Highly recommend it. Very, very funny. And um, if you've been listening to it and you've actually had a few little memories of supplier teachers pop up, um, let me know on social media, get in touch and I'll read them out in a future episode for you. And if you know any teachers, keep sending them my way because I will keep bringing you episodes. Next week's episode, I've got Josh Jones as my guest and uh, the story we're going over is a bit different because it's actually coming from a teacher about a head teacher they used to work with. And uh, yeah, it's great because you would be surprised that this head teacher was allowed anywhere near a school for the type of stuff they got up to. But we'll save that for next Friday. Um, But until then, right, keep sharing it, keep listening and look after yourselves and take it easy. Staff Room Podcast is produced by Harry Stacchini, artwork by Poppy Spinks, and soundtrack by James McGraw.